Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we're going to talk about the historic Brainerd Water Tower. Our guests today include Paul Scogan, project manager with High Tech Construction, and Dave Badeau, the mayor of Brainerd. Gentlemen, Hello. welcome to Community Focus. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Good to see you guys. Yeah, so where do we want to start? Uh, <sighs> back up a little bit and let's remind folks the historic water tower, something we want to keep. Need some repairs. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people at this point know that the historic water tower is just over 100 years old. Started construction in 1919, was finished by 1920. And uh, back in the late or the early 70s, they removed the roof from the tower, which caused some damage uh, from water getting into the concrete. And so if you go dr- if you drive by now, you'll see those scars in the stucco there. Uh, that's indicative of water getting in there. Mm-hmm. So right now we are in the process of putting a roof back on it and using some of the funds that we've been able to generate to stop that process so we can kind of slow everything down and, and get back to completely restoring the tower. Okay. So there's actually probably several phases to uh, the repair of this water tower? There is. Yes, there is. Uh, first off, the contract was signed here just this past week, and now we've got shop drawings for steel, wood, the roof, the, the rubber roof that goes on that. So we got a process, and obviously with construction delays and steel delays, we probably won't be able to start this project until sometime around first part of August, mid-August, somewhere in there. So we got a quite a paper trail to get to where <laughs> we can actually start building the roof on that project. So. Paul, we could probably do a whole show with you about the construction industry right now because everything has gone oh. up in price. There's delays getting everything. Is this affecting the project in more than one way then? It has affected it, yes. Uh, when we originally applied for the grant for the roof and the water tower repairs, it was it came in at $324,000, and that was over two years ago when we applied for the grant. And since then, the project is now $385,000. Mm-hmm. So it has gone up considerably. Yeah. And yeah. so to cover that, we have taken some of the funds from the committee that is raised through local support, and we're cashing in our money for that to make up the difference. Yeah, I think it's really important to let people know that, that you know this money that's being raised is actually actively being used now for the restoration awesome. of the tower, which it was meant to be done. So yeah. you know, a lot of times when you start raising money and you see that high, high total, uh, people start thinking, well, what are, you, what are you doing with it? Where's that money going? And it's actively being used to mm-hmm. put that roof back on that tower. All right. Now, uh, it seems to me there's uh, several phases to the construction. The roof would be first, and we talk about stucco that uh, I think you said uh, there was a little more that came off last night in the storm. Yeah, uh, I, I made sure to take a look at it as I drove by on the way over here. And, uh, yeah, it looks like we've lost a couple more chunks from there. Um, you know, this is a very large structure. I think people – you, you don't realize because of how tall it is. You know, it's 140 feet um, and there is a large amount of stucco wrapped around that thing. Um, it has loosened, and uh, it is a concern moving forward. So once we get the roof on, we should be able to eliminate that risk of the actual concrete cracking. Mm-hmm. And then it's more of a cosmetic thing. But when you talk about the cosmetics, we're talking about very heavy pieces of stucco that uh, could potentially have damage. And from the city side of things, we got to make sure that we're being smart from insurance purposes and just making sure that there's no safety issue. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, Absolutely. good point. Uh, so if uh, best case scenario, if we can get the roof fixed, stop the uh, damage that is occurring, can we repair the stucco? Is that another phase that uh, 
Yeah, it's another phase, and it's going to be another expensive phase. So uh, we're aware of that, and we've been aware of that during this process, that uh, that's not going to be cheap. And so we as a committee, uh, the people looking to raise the funds for this, are going to actively be continuing to uh, fundraise as much as possible. And we really want to thank the community for stepping up as much as they have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we've come a long ways from the oh, initial, yeah. you know, what are we going to do, to now actually formulating the plan, executing the plan, and then... Uh, this is just, you know, on to the next phase and making sure that we're finishing off the project. Yeah. Mm. Fascinating. I would think this is going to be an interesting project to work on from a construction uh, <laughs> standpoint as well. I mean, because you have to get material up to the top of this a very tall tower. It's, uh, like Dave said, it's 140 feet tall, and we're standing on the ground with a crane lifting columns and beams and <laughs> and trusses over the top of that over. roof, up yeah. and over. So uh, there's going to be a lot of gawkers on Highway, on Washington Street, and on South 6 when we start this project. I have no doubt there will be a lot of gawkers. I suppose you can't work under the cover of night, can you? No, we cannot. <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> Darn. Okay. Where are those ninja construction I know, right? uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very interesting. So, uh, and talk about this roof repair. Is it a large roof that you're talking about? Will we see? Will it look different with a new roof on it? It will not. You will not see the roof. The roof will be six feet below the top of the tower. Oh my! So you will not be able to see that roof. Originally, mm-hmm. the structure did have a domed roof on yep. that that you could actually see from the ground, but because of cost savings using wood, steel and a rubber membrane roof were six feet below the top, so you'll never see the roof. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to note that when you look at the original design of the tower, obviously there was that domed roof. Well, it was made of concrete as well, and that was one of the major issues that were failing Mm. when the tower Uh. was uh, first uh, rehabilitated, we'll call it. But uh, in doing so, they essentially created a a large gutter system, so instead of the water going up and down the water tower as Mm. it would for, for usage, it became a drainage of sorts. So it's a giant cup that collects the water and and then the water drains down through the old pipes and actually are exited through uh, the sewage system or the stormwater system, I should say. Uh, Engineer Paul Sandy would be upset with me for saying it's going into the sewer. Uh, But, you know, this is an interesting uh, ordeal where we're creating that roof just down from the roof line or from the top of the tower. And then it'll be a very similar system where uh, a gutter system then will collect the water and the water will be removed down through the tower as well. They are using the existing drainage system within the tower to get rid of the rainwater. So. Mm-hmm. It's working overtime today, probably. Oh, yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are there any other structural issues that uh, still need to be addressed? There is the windows and also the interior stairways that need to be completed at some time. Uh, the windows are leaking a little bit right now, but that was a, an $85,000 cost to repair those windows. What people have to realize is we are, or that tower is an historic structure. It is on the list of historic places. So everything that we're doing and that needs to be done has to be towards to, has to follow the National Park guidelines mm-hmm. for historic structures. Not always easy to follow. It yeah. is I'm not. And we time. are using an architect that is historically certified. So Good. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, for those who aren't familiar with the tower and you say the stairwell inside and the windows, um, for people who might not be from around here, what is the history? Can people go in it? Will they be able to go in it? What's that kind of so, you know, the tourist a, aspect, I guess? In the long, long scope of things, it would be awesome to be able to open that baby back up. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually, the access to it has been attached to the building that is there, which is now privately owned by mm-hmm. the law office. Yeah. Uh, it was at one time owned by the chamber. Um, they sold that building uh, as a city. I will say, uh, why did we not step in at some point in that process? However, uh, we still have an easement to get in there. So it would be very difficult to have, you know, types of tours or that sort yeah. of thing. It also is, I mean, it's a hundred-year-old concrete structure. So it's it's fascinating, mm-hmm. but it is also musky and uh, yeah. dusty. Yeah. And uh, it, it's that stairway itself uh, is not something that we want people climbing on. Makes sense. Okay. Interesting. I'm seeing the uh, scene from uh, Vertigo at the end when they're going up the <laughs> spiral staircase. Yeah. How would you describe the inside? Is that how it is? It is. You got a spiral staircase that follows the perimeter of that tower from top to bottom up to the observation deck. Yep. And then once you get to the observation deck, there is another steps set of steps that takes you up into the bowl. And then mm-hmm. once you get to the bowl, there's a 40-foot aluminum ladder that gets you <laughs> to the very top to change the flags. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, it's a it's Don't an interesting trek. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> trek up those stairs. I mm-hmm. brought my daughter up there a couple summers ago, and we got to the top, and she was pure white. And I said, are you okay? And her answer was, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it's a made, long trek. I had made it up there a few times, so I was, I was uh, forgetting uh, just how uh, far up you are when you get there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fascinating. Wow. All right. Uh, well, maybe if someone were to donate uh, the entire cost, they get a free trip to the top. And, oh, absolutely. And- <laughs> Dave, heck yeah. Yeah, without hesitation. Right. Uh, so we a, a lawn chair on the observation yeah. deck to use whenever they can. Uh, you know, if that's what it takes, uh, we'll get you. I'll supply the lawn chair. <laughs> yes. I'll supply the campfire. Yeah, we do. We do have a couple of fundraisers coming up through the summer here. Oh, good. Uh, we've got uh, our our normal stuff that we do, which is arts in the park and um, county Bern- fair, county fair, bring mm. the Fourth of July, those sorts of things, so people can see us out in the community. Uh, we do have goods that are available at Visit Brainerd, right in downtown Brainerd. If you're interested in making a purchase of small trinkets to try and help, um, and we also take donations of any size uh, through our website, which is. Uh, uh, BrainerdWaterTower.com. Um, I, I may be wrong about that. Google it. <laughs> uh, but we also have a big event that's coming up on September 24th, uh, which is our Flapjack Festival. This will be the second annual Flapjack mm. Festival. We took a trial run of that last year. A lot of fun. We had pancake races. Uh, we had a Flapjack eating contest. And this year we hope to kind of make it a, a bigger deal. We're partnering with the Brainer JCs. And uh, this will be on Saturday, September 24th. Mm. Fascinating. And yeah. does that take place where? So it should be right downtown again. Okay. Last year we did it right in, in uh, on Front Street. Um, we're hoping to maybe secure a, a location right down there that's a little bit larger so we can have a larger gathering. Um, but we haven't quite uh, finalized all that. We'd like to have it be in the shadow, shadow of the tower so cool. that people can enjoy it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a process. Yeah. It's just fascinating Ooh. to hear uh, all the stories concerning how this thing will be repaired. And I don't envy you guys at high tech, <laughs> but uh, good luck. And well, thank, thank you. you very much. Yeah. 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 
And uh, Dave, just keep us posted as to any more fundraisers or what yeah. people can do to help, because uh, I think it's obvious we... You did some surveys. People want this yeah. historic water tower to stay. Yeah, I've got a really fun one coming up that uh, we'll do more information on. But uh, there was an activity that I saw when I was 15 years old on a little show on MTV called Road Rules, and it's called Wing Walking. And uh, I've got a fundraiser coming up that hopefully this summer we can do as well. We'll have more information on that. But uh, if you want to see uh, the mayor of Brainerd get on top of an airplane, uh, donate. Let's okay. say that. <laughs> Is this airplane on the ground? Yeah. No, this airplane will not be on the ground, hopefully. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Dave, you have my first hundred bucks. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, you can Google um, something Brainerd Water Tower, maybe .org, uh, .com, find out more. .google, Google, Google. Yeah, just Google it and uh, see how you can help out. Gentlemen, thanks for being here to talk about uh, the water tower and giving us this update. Mm -hmm. Good luck as we continue to try and save the water tower. Well, thank you very much for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Our guests today, Paul Skogan, project manager with high-tech construction. Dave Badeau is the mayor of Brainerd. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found online on our website anytime at 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time, with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit Paragard.com.